Hello, and welcome back to SOMA Podcast. I'm Hannah Anderson, and we're in the middle of a series entitled Empowered, Stories of the Unconventional, Unexpected, and Surprising Work of God. Now, this series is pairing with our study on Sundays through the book of Acts, where we see the Holy Spirit empowering the disciples of Jesus to testify to the gospel in a whole lot of different ways. But what we'd like to do over the next few weeks is hear how the Holy Spirit is empowering the disciples of Jesus in Soma, to hear how God is at work among us and through us, whether it's witnessing, crossing cultural boundaries, or as in today's case, wading through some very vulnerable and helpless moments in our life. Today, we're going to be hearing from Stephanie Estes. Stephanie and her husband, Mike, are fairly new to SOMA, but they've been walking with God a long time. And over the last few years, he's taking them on a particular journey as Stephanie's health has become vulnerable and fragile. But in these moments, she's also had a front row seat to see how the Holy Spirit empowers and supports us in our vulnerability. And what she has to share is something that all of us can learn from. Here's Stephanie. Well, Stephanie, thanks so much for taking time today to chat with us. Um, Could you go ahead and just tell us a little bit more about what your days are filled with, um, who your people are, help listeners get a sense of what God has for you right now in your life? Sure. Um, So I'm I'm Stephanie, and I'm um, I've been married for almost 25 years um, to my husband Mike. Um, we've got three kiddos, um, two who have flown the coop and one still with us. Um, our boys, um, Josh is 21. He's a junior down at IU. Um, our middle guy, Sam, um, is 20. Um, he's married, living in Michigan, um, with his wife, Maddie and their brand new baby boy, my grandson. Yeah. So I'm a new grandma and it's pretty wonderful. Um, so, um, and he is a, he is a husband and a dad and a worker and a, and also a college student as well. Um, and then our daughter, Sophie is still at home with us. Um, she's 16 and a, a junior, um, at Heritage Christian here in town. Um, my, um, I'm a local, um, I was, I was born in, in Carmel, um, grew up there. Um, when Mike and I got married, we moved way far away, not really to Kokomo, um, for about a year and then came back down to the greater Indy area. Um, we spent a little time in Westfield and now lived for, um, 20 years here in, in Noblesville. Um, now that's something, at least from my visits over the last, you know, several months or so that you don't always find a native, right? That there's, there's a lot of movement, um, through Indy. So that's gotta be fun for you to, you know, be one of the stable folks who can say, I knew it when, um, (laughs) yes, I always chuckle when we say that they always sound like, you know, the little old people already said, I remember when it was. But it really has changed so dramatically um, in my lifetime, um, and so it's been a it's been fun to be 
um, a part of that that change. I think sometimes we think, well, what are we still doing here in Indiana? You know, we've been blessed to to travel some places near and far, and um, those are very tempting places to live. But honestly, um, it has been a beautiful place to um, grow up. I think in family to grow up our family here. Um, we are doubly blessed in that. Um, both my family and some of my husband's family um, live here in the area too. And so our kids grew up with both sets of grandparents nearby. And that was not an experience that Mike and I grew up with. And so we loved that for our kids, um, that they've had close relationships with grandmas and grandpas along the way. And so, um, yeah, you really can't replace that. I say to you as your grandbaby is up in Michigan. I know. It's, it's killing me. Everyone's like, Oh, it's only four hours. I'm like, it's four hours. Four hours. We are, um, our, our car has already um, traveled many miles, um, back and forth. And, um, thank you God for technology and FaceTime and, and all those things. So we're, we're doing our best to, to you know survive right exactly but why we go maybe we should move to michigan so (laughs) we'll see what the lord's got for now we're staying put for sure so so you are indian native um which means you've been around longer than even soma has um you've been in indy longer than soma um but even before then when and how did you meet jesus Yeah, so I was um, blessed to be raised in a home with parents who um, loved God and um, modeled, you know, what it is to live um, a life um, with God and in Christ. Um, But I would say that it wasn't until I was in college that I made a more personal decision um, to follow Jesus um, as my Lord and Savior. Um, I um, was I was lucky enough, I like to say, to um, meet Jesus and my husband, or eventually to become husband, in the same night. So we were a part of a, a college Bible study for the summer, and um, it was through that and a, and a very dear friend that I was led to the Lord. So it's so interesting to me how we don't know what's coming, right? Like the day before you went to that Bible study, and I'm sure for days after you really had no way of knowing the significance of one night. But you know, that's how God works, isn't he? He he's got things in place and plans and meets us on his timetable, perhaps more than our own. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So how did you all come to SOMA? So we, um, we, um, that's a great question. Uh, we um, had been home um, and not attending church in person. Um, we'd been a part of a, a church family for a number of years, um, but um, because of some um pretty significant health issues on my end and COVID, um, we were staying locked up very tight. Um, and so going out to church just wasn't an option 
um, to us. Um, and that was, that was hard. Um, we, you know, love to be active and involved in, in our, you know, church lives and the churches that God's placed us in over the years. And so that season was, was hard, um, for us, but I think, um, in the midst of it, God started talking to us, um, just about new dreams that he had in mind for us. I think old dreams that honestly, we kind of slowly let be cast aside um, over the years. And so I think just that change in the routine Mm -hmm. um, caused us to really stop and, and ponder. And so we, we did that and we, um, we spent a lot of time um, in prayer, in, you know, seeking wise counsel. Um, we certainly didn't want to make uh, a change because, because why not, or just change for change's sake, but we really wanted to head where the Lord um, had us next. And I think, you know, it ended up being a, a twofold process. I think the first part of the process was um, God releasing us from where mm-hmm. we had been. And, um, and that, and that took time and we wanted that to be a separate process from where might he be leading us to next. Um, you know, we didn't want to get into a mentality of, oh, maybe the grass is greener over here. Um, we, we really wanted to seek the Lord's guidance, um, in that. And so, absolutely, yeah, so we felt, we felt that release. And so, um, with that, we just started having uh, conversations, my husband and I, one day on a walk about, you know, if we were going to check out some new places, where might we check? And he said what felt like completely in passing to me was, we should go check out Soma. Um, and we knew about Soma. Um, we had a couple friends who um, attended over the years. And um, and so, too, because I was, again, we were still in the midst of this COVID season and because um, this was here just this spring, um, we wanted to try and seek out a place where we could just be careful with my health, um, but potentially attend um, in person. And so we we got online and read a little bit more about, about Soma and just precautions and things they were taking. And, um, we said, okay, let's, let's do this. Um, let's, let's go check it out. And so we, um, we showed up on mother's day, um, at the fairgrounds and, um, didn't, didn't say a word to the folks that we knew at Soma. I thought we'll just slide in the back door and, and just see what, you know, God has to say to us. And of course we ran into our friends, um, first thing as we walked in the door. Um, but they were very gracious to just, you know, give us space and let the Lord, you know, kind of let it lead us into that time. And, um, we walked away a couple of hours later and, and looked at, one another, my husband and I and my daughter, and said, wow, mm-hmm. how, how could it be that in two hours' time we, we might be looking at home? Mm-hmm. Um, again, one of those 
right? Surprising, surprising turn of events where, you know, a couple hours earlier, we were really just going for a church service on Mother's Day. Um, And two hours later, our hearts were stirred. Um, And I appreciate your describing this full process, because I think for everyone, um, COVID was kind of or has been um, a hard pause or hard reboot. And for some folks coming out of that, it may not change a whole lot of things. Um, But for others of us, I think it's disrupted our processes enough that, you know, we may not even know where we're going or headed yet. And, And it's so important to be okay with that. So important to trust that God is leading even in the releasing, even in, in the stopping and the starting, and knowing that there's a um, there's a larger purpose that we can mm-hmm. rest in, even as we're waiting and kind of seeking His will, um, and then when He begins to lead, knowing having that confidence that we weren't just rushing into something yeah. or we weren't just making something happen, and, and I think that's part of um, why you know, we wanted to have a chance to talk with you and to hear your story because this idea of really waiting on God, particularly waiting on God in prayer, um, is something we wanted to hear from you all because you have, God's been calling you all to some particular things in this season. Um, And we'd like to just give you a chance to tell us what God's been doing. Hmm. Yeah, so... So many things. Um, yes, this has been, um, uh, Mike and I were, were talking about it last night. Um, this has been, the last couple of years for us have been such um, an interesting season. Um, I think, you know, even outside of all that COVID and that hard reboot um, brings, but we have... Um, we have seen change come about um, in our lives in just about every sector of it. Um, we, in, in terms of our, our personal family, the five of us, we've um, transitioned from being a family of, of five at home to um, a family of three at home and two out into the world and then one of those two out in the world added a a partner and then they've added a child and so we've added numbers literally um to our family um in our in our bigger family we've um walked through um some some beautiful and wonderful um seasons and events um obviously a a wedding's a pretty great thing um but hard things too we've lost um mike's mom last summer um pretty unexpectedly um we've had you know the ups and downs of a family life you know the the good days the bad days the the good seasons the really hard seasons um in terms of um, my health um, has been um, a bit of a, a wild ride. Um, I um, am actually a, a five-year um, breast cancer survivor. Um, but um, yes, which we're, we are so thankful for. Um, but um, starting last 
um, summer we noticed um, I had my body had never kind of fully recovered from all the rigors of cancer treatment but um, then over last summer and into last fall, um, we started to notice um, some pretty significant declines in my health, um, um, which resulted um, in a, an 11 day hospital stay um, for me last fall, actually a year ago now, um, where I was um, diagnosed um, as having congestive heart failure and um, was diagnosed with a an autoimmune disorder, Graves' disease, um, which unbeknownst to me was slowly but surely wreaking pretty significant havoc on my, on my body. And so, um, so for me that led to, um, and in all this season, I've had kind of the wild swings of vocational job, vocational changes. Um, I, we were blessed, um, to homeschool our kiddos, um, our boys, um, ran the gauntlet um, and 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 graduated as you know as a homeschooler. Sophie opted to head off to school when she entered into high school, and so I transitioned from being um, a homeschool mom um, into a kind of continued role of being a um, homeschool um, high school uh, math and science teacher. And so I say my kids all quit homeschooling, but I kept homeschooling. But you continued. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I kept teaching, but um, that um, came to a semi-abrupt um, stop whenever I went into the hospital because mm. I had to stay home um, after leaving the hospital um, because being around kiddos wasn't the right. best place for me to be um, to the point that because I have kind of lingering health issues, I've actually had to step away from um, teaching altogether. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then we've well, had this church transition as well. And so everything, uh, you know, in this time has been in a state of flux for us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And if you don't mind, um, I'd, I'd like to press in a little bit to even um, your experience of your health over the last few years, just because to me, th- there's so many things that we can't control or count on, but there's something particular, particularly vulnerable when your own body is not something you can count on. Um, and And I'd like to hear how if you don't mind sharing how that process, how prayer became part of navigating what would be a really vulnerable experience. Um, How has going through particularly your own process with your health, how has that aligned with your relationship to Jesus, but particularly how prayer has been part of that? Sure. Oh, well, um, there, it, it's, it's hard sometimes to put into words. Um, and it's what you said, that word control, I think, um, it is, is so, is so key in it. Right. Um, I, you know, wh- one day I'm, I'm perfectly well. And the next day someone's having to tell me that I'm not, and nothing appears to have changed in between. Um, and so 
I think, you know, it's interesting because in some ways when you, when you come to the end of yourself and the end of your control in such an absolute way like this, maybe it's just me, but in some ways it's, it's almost easier to run to Jesus, right? In, um, in prayer and just in that posture of surrender because, well, Lord, I, I can't solve this one. Um, I, I can't manage this one. And so I think, um, you know, I'm, I think I'm thankful, you know, just for my, for my years with the Lord and how he's, um, been, been, been present, um, you know, in prayer and just in the circumstances, um, of our lives that, that I, I know him to be good and I know him to be faithful. Not, that doesn't mean that the circumstances are going to play out the way I, I want to, but um, he's just been gracious to um, show himself faithful to us. And so I think I entered in to, uh, you know, this season and in a, in a posture of prayer um pretty honest and pretty vulnerable with God going, okay, Lord, what, uh, what do you have for us in this season? Right? Because as much as I could say, this is, you know, my season to walk through, this was a season our, our family, um, walked through. Um, and so, but then as time went on and as my health deteriorated from the effects of chemo and surgery and, and, and radiation. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I found myself in, in prayer, you know, I've, um, I, I'm a girl who, who loves a good to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, Amen to that. Uh, yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a self-professed nerd. Um, I love to learn. I love to study. And so I think, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, I had, um, I had kind of made this, this list or this idea of what um, time in prayer should look like with the Lord, you know, the, the getting up in the morning at the start of the day and, and meeting with him and journaling and, you know, and all of these things. And, and they were, and they were beautiful and God has, you know, blessed me through that, but God brought me physically to a place where, you know, I slept more hours of the day than I didn't, where, where, you know, getting up an hour before it was, was laughable. And so, but God, again, was just so gracious to meet me right in that, I think, letting go of a, of a different kind of control, right? Of, because I, I went through those phases of Lord, I'm sorry, I'm not. And, and he was just so gracious to meet me and say, Stephanie, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't need your many words. I don't need your hours before, you know, the sun rises, you know, I I just need your heart. And so to pray, you know, the most basic of prayers while laying completely still on a radiation table, just praying again and again, Lord, please help me. Mm. Mm. 
What I hear you saying in so many words is that experience, this core experience of the Christian life of our weakness meeting God's strength and how there's this counterintuitive experience and truth about being with Jesus that he doesn't come looking for our strength. He comes to give us his strength that even as our outer bodies are wasting away, we're being renewed internally. We're being renewed by the spirit and how his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And I think, you know, we say, we say these things, right? Um, and we would give lip service to them and even maybe believe them. But until we're in a place of disorientation and weakness and loss of ability, um, we really don't have the chance to prove it right. We, can, we don't have the chance to prove it true. Um, and I think, you know, to hear you describe prayer as just that, help me, Jesus, you know, help me, care for me, take care of me, that kind of very childlike dependence. It feels very real and true. Um, and even sometimes where we don't know what to say. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, you know, and then you, you just, you chuckle because so I, so I came through this season of, of cancer and, um, and God was gracious to remove, you know, all of the cancer, um, from my body. And so, you know, we rejoiced and, and what did we do? We said, well, on, on with life, right? And so on with life, we went and, and I think in a lot of ways, unfortunately, because I'm such a slow learner and thank goodness God's gracious, right? In many ways, I went back to taking back that control, you know? And so then here I am, um, you know, last October in, in what feels like very similar circumstances. Being going full out without, yeah. Yes going, oh, here we are again, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and I hear you, you know, there's this sense of saying, oh, I didn't learn, you know, here I am again. Um, I, I think that that's the way God works, isn't it? That we feel like we're not progressing. And because I think we've been taught to think in a very linear linear way, right? You go from first grade to second grade to third grade, and you're supposed to improve, quote unquote, or no more. And one of the most helpful metaphors, illustrations that I've ever come across is the idea of a record, um, how we put the needle on the outside edge, and it looks like that record's just spinning and spinning in circles. <laughs> and and that's like, here we are, we're just nope. going in circles. <laughs> But each pass brings it closer to the center, brings that needle closer to the center. Yeah. And going into this season, I'm sure there were things that you knew or had been formed and shaped in you that um, you had taken from the previous season. Um, For sure. And I think, 
you know, again, when you're, when you're met in this season where, um, you know, up is down and everything yeah. feels a bit, a bit inside out. Yes. To go, to go, okay, Lord, here we are again, but here you continue to be mm. still. Right. Yeah. And, and so what, and so what new things do you have to teach me in this season? What, um, how do I grow closer to the center? Um, and it's, um, and it has, like, I see, you know, I see again, you know, my relationship with him just growing deeper and, and more beautiful. And I think, you know, again, in prayer, just surrendering, um, you know, my control and my, and my plans and in, in my relationship with him right down to how, how my, my days are filled. Right. You know, like now I live in this, this season where, um, every day I, I wake up and go, well, Lord, what's, what What's do you the- have for me physically today? And some days mm. the answer is I have the couch for you. Mm. Um, and other days he says, I, I, I have energy for you to go. Um, and so again, just that the, the beauty in that, in that surrender is that, that I'm, I am surrendered to him and, and his plans for me. And right. And isn't this the idea for all of us all along, but again, it's where the, the rubber meets the road that you go, okay, God, are, are, are you who you say you are? Will you, will you meet me here in this? And so there are plenty of days with lots of whiny, like I like to call it whiny two-year-old selfish prayers where I'm laying on the floor kicking and hollering and going, Lord, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of not being able to do what I want to do. You know, and then he lovingly and gently reminds me, that's not the life I have for you. The life I have for you is to live this surrendered life. We say, Okay. And he says, and I think the beautiful thing he's teaching me in this season is that, right, we base our, our worth and our value and how much we can do and how much we can produce. And he's like, Stephanie, I can produce for the kingdom from your couch. Yes. Uh, yes. Just as effectively as I can when you're on your feet and go, go, go. Yeah. My um, younger sister has struggled with an autoimmune disease for probably almost a decade now. Um, And she said similar things to me that um, she never knows what a day is going to bring. She can't really plan ahead and say, for sure, I can be here or do this because she can no longer count on her strength to be there. It might be there. She might have a good day. She might have a day where she has energy, but she could just as easily wake up um, and have a day where she's absolutely depleted. And she's talked about um, the same thing you're describing of that discerning 
kind of prayer, that kind of surrender prayer of if the Lord wills. It's what James talks about, where we don't say we're going to go do this and we're going to go do this. We're going to go to that city. But we should say we will do such and such if the Lord wills. And how often until we're put in a place where we have to do that, we will just go about our days never asking in prayer, what do you have for today for me, Lord? Um, so, so your life is testifying to that reality, but it's also a bit of a, um, I don't know if convicting reality is the right word, but it, but it is so convicting to me to say, this is actually the way we should be praying. What, what you are forced to pray is what we all should be praying. Yes. Right. So, so thank you for that word, even if it's come at a great cost to you. Right. It is a very true word. Um, but I imagine that also comes with a great deal, as you mentioned, a great deal of frustration, a great mm. deal of waiting. I think my sister's talked about that to me, too, just like the amount of time that she rests and waits, mm. wishing she could do other things with it. But you, but you can't. Right. You're, you're waiting. How has prayer helped you in the waiting? How has the Holy Spirit ministered to you in those long seasons of time where you watch other people being busy and you're waiting? Oh. Uh. I I keep um hmm. he's been so good. Um it yes, it is it is not it is not fun to watch. Um and it's not it's not I think it's you know I in some ways, it feels a bit like a perpetual um, process of of grieving, um, because I have this memory of of what was, um, and and my you know I want to get back to that. That's the goal, but I think God has been so gracious to meet me in that waiting. And, and honestly, I think, you know, one of the greatest encouragements, um, to me, you know, in those, whether it's waiting days or waiting seasons or whatever it is, is, um, is, is how universal, honestly, that really is. And while I I might be waiting, you know, on the, on the restoration of my health, um, you know, others might be waiting on the restoration of their family or, or, or just whatever, you know, hurts they might be facing in their life. And while it's just been amazing to me how God's put people in my path and while our stories are so fundamentally different, we can, we can meet in that, in that idea 
of, of waiting and of choosing or not choosing surrender, right? And so I, I've been so thankful to see God, you know, work all things together for good, right? And in, in these circumstances, right? So that, um, you know, that I can, I can sit and, and mourn with people differently than I could a couple of years ago. Um, that just the ways in which, you know, my heart has been broken, you know, God's been gracious to meet me in, in all of the emotion of that, right. Of the, of the surrender of the hurt of the anger of, of all of those things. And so, and he, and he has met me. And then that story turns around and allows me to, you know, meet someone else in, in their waiting and, um, and, and, and be an encouragement to be just even a fellow comrade. Right. I think there's, there's God so gracious, you know, not only he comes alongside us, but then brings others alongside us that we can, can journey with. And, and so he's, he's filled um, that waiting with, with good. Hmm. And I love how you're describing the practice of prayer, even as expressing your emotions to God too. Like even as um, you are moving through this very hard call in your life, um, that prayer is not just, um, it is help me, you know, help me feel better, help these specific things, but it's also wrestling with God. You know, one of my favorite, um, Old Testament stories is the story of uh, Jacob at Peniel with wrestling with God and saying, I won't let you go until you bless me. And, and that sense of God can handle our emotions. We don't have to protect him from the grief we feel, from the sadness we feel, the anger we feel. And we know even from the scripture that the Holy Spirit himself carries that for us. You know, Romans 8, 26 talks about when we don't know how to pray for ourselves, that the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And I think so often, like you said at the beginning, we think of prayer as this neat package of how we encounter God and we go through our paces, right? We go through our prayer list, the things we're concerned about. We, we, you know, we rightly worship him in prayer, but then to have the freedom to also grieve with him in prayer, to know that he's grieving with you, that, that, the Holy Spirit grieves the brokenness that you are carrying as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I would have always described myself um, as as very even keeled. I was I'm the steady Eddie. Um, I'm the peacemaker. Um, 
but in this season, especially um, in brokenness in regards um, to health, um, that has um, that has changed. Um, my body just physically can't always keep it together. And so um, I think my outward expressions of emotions have become um, more full range and a little more colorful um, here in, the, in the last few years. And, and quite honestly, that's translated, I think, in my, you know, in my prayer life with God, I think I had this mindset of I needed to be a good girl in front of God. And I just got to the place of brokenness where I was like, you know what, God, I've had enough. Like, I'm done. And he said, okay, let's not be done, right? But let's, Mm -hmm. but talk to me. Yeah, tell me about it. Right, you know, lay it at my feet. And honestly, I think it's been so beautiful for my prayer life and my relationship with God to just go, you know what, God, here's where it's at today. Today, today I'm annoyed. Today I'm over the moon excited. Today I'm sitting in the corner and crying or, or, you know, rocking quietly in anxiety. And, um, and he's like, I will meet you in, in, in all of that. And I think, you know, I think David has been such an encouragement to me, right? I read the Psalms and I heard somebody say this recently and I was like, oh, it's so true, right? If David was, um, was our friend today, we would be sitting David down and going, buddy, you seem like you're all over the place. Are you all, can we help you here? And, and I often feel a bit, you know, about myself like that, but, but there he did. He cried out to God in every conceivable emotion. And God met him there. And so why would it be any any different? And so I think that's been a beautiful addition to our relationship or a greater depth um, in, in that relationship, you know, I have with God. So, Well, Stephanie, I really appreciate your openness um, with us today and sharing how the Holy Spirit is empowering you in very vulnerable circumstances, um, that you can still see God at work, um, in your life. What ways can we pray for you? What things, if people are listening and they feel, um, moved to pray for you, what could they pray for you? Oh, well, first off, thank you. Um, um, so God revealed to me this summer um, some verses in Second Corinthians um, um, twelve, um, talking about how His grace is sufficient um, and His power is perfected in our in our weakness. And of course, that you know drew to me immediately because I'm all about weakness these days. And and so you know I just keep coming back to to those verses of. God, I want to, I want to live in your sufficient grace, not in a place, you know, I think I've lived this life of, you know, where I say, God, I I want your overwhelming grace. I want your to the moon grace. Right. And he says, no, my grace is sufficient. Um, you know, I'm, I'm keeping the floodwaters at bay, um, 
but, but just because I want you to continue to come back to me, right? I need you to rely on me. I need you to live in this posture of surrender. And so I think that's, you know, I look at, that's my prayer, right? Is that I live this life of sufficient grace, um, that whether God chooses to heal me physically or not, that, um, that his power would be perfected in my weakness, right? Because there'll, there'll always be weakness. I'll always be a sinful child of God. And so um, just the, to trust him um, in the day-to-day and, and in the circumstances, whatever they may be, that I can live a life of loving God and loving others well. Amen. I think we all hear that and long for the same. Um, let me pray that for you now. Let me, let me go ahead and just ask God for that for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are wise and kind and all-powerful even when our worlds are turned upside down. Thank you for Stephanie and Mike and their family and for all that you have been doing in and through them. We do pray that your grace will be present with them, that they will experience your sufficiency, that there will be a nearness, a sense of your closeness and a reliance that they can continually every day wake up and know that you are sufficient for today. Thank you for the grace that you have already given, and we trust you for the future. And in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.